Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in once again to the place where sports opinions collide. Dead End Sports. I'm your host, Swell Kyle. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about the college basketball season. March Madness is right around the corner. You know we're going to get in some NBA talk as the playoffs and the MVP race heats up. We're also going to talk about who we think is the greatest athlete of all time, the GOAT. Of course, I'm going to be joined by my co-hosts, you know my boys from Dead End Hip Hop, FIFO, B, and Ken. So pass the word, Dead End Sports, on the air, right now, let's go. Think this is a great time of year. You know, people say 
traditionally it's uh, a dead part of the year, but I don't think so, man. It's, it's sports is really heating up. We're definitely going to mm-hmm. talk sports tonight. Uh, definitely get on, get on and get your phone calls in six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Before we get, before we get started on uh, on the, the show, gotta jump into a, a real, real quick uh, for real quick for a second. Uh, got a chance to check out the most recent. Uh, uh, if, you, if you don't subscribe to uh, the Dead and Hip Hop um, YouTube channel, you're, you're, you're playing yourself. <laughs> you need to get down. Check out the website, deadandhiphop.com. Check out the uh, YouTube channel. Um, Schoolboy Q Review, man, I, I got a chance to look at it Sunday, and um, got it, I, which is rare because normally what I try to do is listen to the album before I look at the reviews. But um, I saw the review first, then I looked, then I watched it, then I, uh, you know, looked at the, then I actually had a chance to listen to the album. Um, I rarely agree, I, I rarely agree with Ken, man, but I like this album, man. I don't know. I mean, and it wasn't that nobody didn't like it, but I liked it. I thought it was. He actually impressed me a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, I I love it, man. I, I still love it. <laughs> Yeah, that's, can't that's, like, can't like. My my opinion has not changed at all. <laughs> no, no. And his 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 voice, man, is such an instrument, and he pays such attention to details and little small nuances that he does in, in, with the songs, man. It's just, it, it's 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 to see him pro- progress to this point. I, I just think it's it's incredible, man, because I never was really high on, on Schoolboy like that. And um, what he did with this album, it just sounds so much more polished than, than his previous work. And he just, it continues to get better. And this is this is how you progress as an artist. So um, I, I love it, man. I, I thought yeah, I, I agree, man. I, um, I, I, I liked it a whole lot better than I thought I would. And um, you know, I was a little concerned after watching. And like I said, nobody in the review did say they didn't didn't say that they didn't like it. Well, Mike liked parts of it, but... Um, you know, but I, I loved it all the way through. Maybe one or two tracks I wasn't feeling as much, but um, yeah, man, I, I just had to throw that in there, man. Schoolboy Q, definitely pick up that project if you haven't already. Um, phone number to call in six four six four seven eight zero three five six. We're talking sports tonight. Hit us up. Hit us up. Hit us up. Um, man, I don't even really know where to start. I mean, obviously we're gonna talk some NCAA. We're gonna talk the NBA. We're gonna talk NFL. Uh, Talk a little hip hop as well. Um, you know what? I want to start here. Um, there was a report that came out yesterday, or they, yeah, yesterday. Uh, it was a small uh, report that came out of a small newspaper in San Francisco, and um, it talked about uh, Colin Kaepernick, of course, the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, and of course, you guys know, and everybody listening knows, that the NFL salary cap is actually going up. So teams will have more money to spend. Uh, the 49ers have been in, you know, somewhat somewhat of a turmoil uh, these past few weeks with, you know, some beef between the general manager and management and and coach Jim Harbaugh, who was awfully also looking for a uh, an extension as well on his contract. Uh, they just re-signed um, Anquan Bolden as well to a two-year deal. But the word on the street is, is that Colin Kaepernick is looking for 18 million dollars a year. Now, before you before you guys out there jump off the ledge, um, he's trying to get paid what Jay Cutler and Tony Romo uh, is getting paid. So at $18 million a year, I'm going to start with you, FIFO. Is Colin Kaepernick worth $18 million a year? you damn right he's worth $18 million a year. I'll tell you this. I'll take him over Cutler and Romo any day right now. 
You know what I'm saying? And, and, and just looking at the salaries per year, the highest paid quarterback is Aaron Rodgers at 22 million, Matt Ryan at 20 million, Joe Flacco at 20 million, Drew Brees at 20 million, Peyton at 19. Then you got Cutler Romo. Yes, Colin Kaepernick deserves to be up there. He's played what in three straight NFC Championship games, or no, two straight, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, two straight. And, 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 two straight. Yeah, and two the Super Bowl straight, and, the, and the Super Bowl. And um, you know, let, let's be honest. As as a dual threat quarterback, I, I think he's probably the most dangerous dual threat quarterback. Now, you know, that's not taking away anything from the likes of a Russell Wilson. But let's be honest. Um, you know, when it comes to speed, uh, Russell ain't got Collins wheels, no. and, and neither does Cam Newton, and neither does any other quarterback, any other NFL starting quarterback right now. So based upon that, based upon the fact that I think that he's a better quarterback than Romo and Cutler today, you damn right he's worth eighteen million. <laughs> <laughs> All right, people getting started. Uh, what what about you, B? Uh, Colin Kaepernick, man, eighteen million. That's a lot of chatter. That's a lot of chatter for a quarterback. Uh, and he's still on his rookie deal, keep in mind. So it, it, his contract will be up, I think, after the end of this NFL season. So what, what, what do you okay. say, B? Is he worth it? I I would say knock it down a couple. Of, I mean, I don't even think Romo and Color is worth those types of books. Anyway, <laughs> I would say knock it, knock, it, knock it down like about maybe three mil, two or three mil. And, you know, then we now we're talking because he's still got to work. He still got to make better decisions with the arm, and he still like can I know Ken said it before. Like, dude, got to make better decisions with the arm, and he still hasn't proven that he can really take it there with his arm when teams dare him to throw it. So, mm-hmm. eighteen million for someone that can't you can't depend on to throw the ball real well. I'll say no. Like I said, knock it down a few million. I mean, granted, yeah, he has been played in two NFL championships, and he's led the team to a Super Bowl. You know, but. Yeah, I, I, eighteen is a little too high, and like I said, even Cutler and Romo, that's too damn high. So, but, knock knock but all these damn stuff down. But B, wouldn't you rather pay your young quarterback now eighteen million, and even if he's not worth it, because at the end of the deal, if it, you know if it doesn't work out, then he could go on. You know what I'm saying? But instead of paying a Cutler that you know, obviously Cutler and Romo, they're not over the hill or anything like that, but they're older. Right. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I. Honestly, I think because, you know, and, and how long has he been a, a pro? Only like four years, right? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, no, nah, nah, I, I, I think he's worth it. I, I think the timing is is right. Like, as soon as this contract is over, his rookie deal, I, I think he's worth it, man. And, and I agree. I agree. And he's only been a full-time starter for two years, man. So this is the NFL, and and can we can you agree to say this though that he has progressed as a passer from year one to year two? Nah, not really. I mean, not that much. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really. I mean, I haven't seen that much of a progression. But you know, and see, my this is my thing too, especially with NFL. So when players get that bread, their production just starts to fall off a little bit, or they you know, right. they're not as good as they was when they was trying to get that big contract. It's like not QB, not QB. I mean, tell me a QB that got paid and they fell off. Tell me one, Brett Favre. Brett Favre, even in this even in this Tiger days, I mean, you know, you said name you want, I, 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 there you go, I gave you one. So, uh, Brett Favre. <laughs> That's funny. So, no, knock, knock, knock it down, knock it down a couple of million for for Kaepernick. All right, all right, okay, okay. So, so be 
So FIFO wants him to get paid. B says knock it down just a few couple a couple mil. What, what about you, Ken? Where, where does Colin Kaepernick, and you and I have been very critical of Colin, uh, where do you stand on this? Oh, Kyle, you'll appreciate this, man. I, 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 all I can say is the rent is too damn high. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's classic. <laughs> no, oh. man. 18 mil is just way too much for him. Smart move by Colin to try to capitalize on his past his success and and get that bread, but no, I, I I think I think B's right, man. I think 18 mil is too high. You know, if you put Romo or dare I say, if you even put Cutler on that team, they probably win the Super Bowl. They don't make oh, the same yeah. mistake that 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 Kaepernick oh, uh, made in, in, in against Seattle. They don't make those same mistakes against Seattle down the stretch when, when, when they need him. Granted, Colin was responsible for them having the lead because he was able to, he, because of his mobility. I'll give you that. But when it comes down to making a decision and with your arm and making the right decision and the right read, Cutler or Romo, who have proven themselves consistently throughout the year, even though Romo can't win big games, and I'm not, I'm not saying – I'm not judging him by that, but we know Romo can put up numbers. And 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 Cutler, as much as I I don't really like the guy, you know, like that as a quarterback, he can put up numbers. He can throw the ball. Now, he, he, you know what? he has a tendency to get a little sloppy sometimes. But it's a damn shame. It's a this, damn shame. Uh, I don't know. It's have... not a shame. Look, no, Cutler. No, look, 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 Ken. It's a damn shame that we don't have Google Hangout because my face right now is priceless, bro. It is priceless that you are out here talking about Tony Romo and Jay Cutler like they yeah, are I, Aaron Rodgers yeah. and Peyton Manning, bro. Are you I, serious? I was, Did you yeah, watch I was, I was with Yeah, I agree with you, people. I was with Ken until he threw me off with the Romo and Cutler. By the way, I didn't say that they were, they were Peyton Manning. Those words didn't come out of my mouth. No, but here's the thing, though. But, but but as a decision maker, Tony Romo and Jay Culler are not that much better than Colin Kaepernick. And the reason why you pay Colin nope, $18 million is because Jay Cutler and Tony Romo don't have those wheels. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, Romo, what, what numbers are you looking at? Because Romo was, if you look, and there's, there's numbers to prove it, in the fourth quarter, Romo got busy. His, his QBR rating was high. What are you talking about? Romo was, 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 was great in the fourth quarters. Does he make Ken. this? What? Because I, I, I can pull it up right you now and pull up, pull up the numbers. That, that's fine. You can pull up whatever numbers okay. you want. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, what I said is they have the numbers to to support them receiving Look, 18 Ken. mil. This Ken, guy has you, only been in the league about... two years ago. We don't even know if he'll be able to throw the ball. I'm and like, Ken, said, you talking at some point, you talking about no, said, at some point, if you pay this guy, he oh. may be sitting around like a fat cat. Man, are you serious? You're talking about Tony Romo that, has, that arguably has one of the most talented rosters in the NFL and cannot make the playoffs. You're talking about that, Tony Romo? You talking are about you blaming Romo? Romo? I, 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 I think Jason Garrett has a lot to do with that. Wait, I wait, think wait, Jason wait. Garrett has a lot to do with that, and I don't see Chicago jumping up there anymore. What I'm saying is, all oh, I was saying is this. If you replace Colin Kaepernick with one of those two quarterbacks, 
What I'm saying is that I don't think they're they worse. will turn the ball over three times and end Are up losing that game. Oh my God. What oh, I am Tim, saying Tim, to Tim. you right now oh, is man. that Colin Kaepernick is as much as a it benefits from that style of, of 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 that style of play that San Francisco have running the ball. Tough defense. Does he make plays with his oh, legs? Man. Yes, he does make plays with his legs. But that team, that team is stout. That's the same team that won with Alex Smith. Right. So you give them a, right. a, an elite quarter. Uh, uh, well, I don't want to say they're elite, but you, you give them a quarterback <laughs> that, can, that can that can move the ball the way that Alex Smith can move the ball, and the way that Colin the way Kaepernick can move the ball, but he does it a lot with his legs. But if you if you put a Romo back there with those weapons that Kaepernick had, come on, man. Or, yeah, or Colin, they'll light like that place up with Harbaugh, with, with, with Harbaugh coaching. Okay, oh my okay, God. Let, let people Ken, jump back in and, 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 and give his uh, his point or his counterpoint, I should say. Can you – look, 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 look. First, first of all, I am not taking any quarterback uh, 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 evaluation from a dude that believed in Matt Shaw first and foremost. Because you believe in Matt Shaw, bro, for a very long time. And, and Tony Romo, yes, he has all of the numbers. And Tony Romo is a damn good quarterback in the NFL. But, but every single time, week in, week out, we watched it all of this year. When they needed a play, he came up short. I cannot say the same thing for Colin Kaepernick. Because when they needed him, you right. Like, he is limited mentally as a quarterback. His arm is not limited. His arm is better than Romo's arm and Cutler's arm. The difference is his mentality. And physically, he is superior. He is an elite quarterback when it comes to physical ability, dog. He is worth every single penny of that $18 million because of the classification of quarterback that you're putting him with. Tony Romo, to me, is overpaid, and that's the reason why his deal is getting redone. Come you on, put them with Romo and, 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 and Cutler. Cutler? I don't, I don't, I don't think they, I, I don't think, I don't think Kaepernick is on Romo or Cutler's level. No, yeah, I think you're like caught up in him running the ball. He higher he or lower? Oh, Ralph, he can't throw the ball. Matthew outplayed Cutler this year, dog. Matthew outplayed Cutler this year, so Cutler's out of the situation. Okay, you put put Cutler. You brought you put Cutler in there. I'm only going by the examples that you gave me. So now all of a sudden you can't try to say that Cutler is is not a factor. That never should have included him. I'm going by the people that you gave me. On this show right here, on this show right here, Better Hip Hop Sports, Better Better Sports, every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. to 11. PM, I said it right here. They are making a mistake by keeping Cutler. They should have played Josh McCown. They should have not resigned Josh Cutler. I said that right here, dog. It doesn't matter. So I don't so care what you said. What I'm saying is, you said Cutler. You said Romo. So now that I'm, I'm, I'm using the examples you gave. You want to sit here and kick them out? Fine, kick them out. Give me somebody else. I'm not kicking them out, Ken. What I'm saying is, based on the salary classification of quarterbacks, out of those three, I'll take Colin Kaepernick any day over those Why? other two. Because any he can day. run? What happens no. when he's 30, Ralph? What happens when he's 35, Ralph, and he, can't, he still can't throw the ball? But we're not talking about them. We're talking right now. And, and also, I preface the conversation with saying that at this point in time in his career, because he's young, you're right, he is a dual-threat quarterback. And if the mentality of him does not get better as a professional quarterback, you're right, he's not going to be nothing at 35. But the boy is, what, 26, 27 at most? Come on, man. No, the time is now to pay him now. And we so are you think, him when he's 30-something. 
So are you telling me right now that 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 Colin Kaepernick can go toe to toe with Peyton Manning in, in that shootout that they had last year? You saying that Colin Kaepernick can do that? When when the game is on the line and they need and, and he needs to put up points with his arm, are you telling me right now that that's what he can do? Because that's what well, Romo did. Okay, that is what, and he fell short too, and he fell short. Right? Yeah, but and at the end of the day, it's about you, winning. But, okay, okay, he fell short. He but can Colin get him back in the game, Ralph? Can him get him back in the game? Right he can. And you know what you can be put up there. Hold on now. Wait, wait, hold on now. Uh, look, look, I'm not, I'm not saying that he is a better passer than Tony Romo. Ten. Ten. Listen to what I'm saying, though. I'm not saying that Colin Kaepernick is a better thrower of the ball than. Uh, uh, Tony Romo, of course Tony Romo puts up numbers. What I'm saying is, is that Colin Kaepernick at this stage in his career is a bigger threat. So, therefore, you need to pay him like he is. That's all I'm saying, bro. I'm not saying that he's going to throw five. Same damn Tony team that won with Alex Smith, Ralph. Oh, come on, man. Come they on, won man. with Alex Smith, bro. But, but, but then we are <laughs> listening live to Dead End Sports, man. This, this is the place where sports and peace collide. I'm your host, Tom Kyle. The voices that you hear arguing back and forth. My man, FIFO, my man, B, and Ken from Dead End Hip Hop. Hey, man, all the way up until 11 p.m., this is what you got. Place where sports and peace collide. Um, let me just jump in real quick, and I'm, I'm going to let you guys get back at it. Uh, here's the thing. When I first saw the numbers, I felt the same way. I was like, eight, Ken, I felt the same way. I was like, 18 million a year? And then when I cut, when they put it in the context as to say Cutler, uh, you know, he, w- he would be in between where Cutler and Romo are. And then, man, shout out to FIFO for coming with the stats. I mean, I didn't re- until you read it just now, I thought Peyton Manning was the highest paid quarterback. Um, obviously, I think he should be. Um, Brady Brady took somewhat of a home uh, hometown discount. He didn't really hit the Patriots over the head on his last contract. I mean, hell, his wife make his wife makes more than he does. So I guess it's and it's all good in the Brady household. Um, that being said, I think the question is, I, I think Kaepernick's going to get the money, whether or not he deserves it. I mean, I I, I think that's really up in the air. I don't. I, I think. And we, we all discussed it here, especially come playoff time. Now, I know playing against Seattle and playing against everybody else is, defensively is, is two different things. But, you know, Seattle kind of gave the blueprint for what you want to do with Kaepernick. Keep him in the pocket. Make him stay and make him, you know, that second half of that game that they played in Seattle uh, in, in the NFC Championship game, um, you know, he, he had to stay in the pocket and, and beat him from the pocket, and he couldn't. He couldn't make the throws, and it wasn't like he was throwing in bad weather. Um, that being said, I mean, Colin Kaepernick's probably like 24, 25 years old, so he's still relatively young. Um, I'm not really a big fan of the running around and everything like that, but he's not a little frail guy like Michael Vick uh, or RG3. He's a pretty big guy. Um, not sure how much punishment he can take, but he doesn't take a lot of hits either. If you notice, Colin Kaepernick does a very good job of sliding or getting out of bounds. He doesn't take the extra shots that you know Vick and, and, and some of the other running quarterbacks are taking. Um, is he worth it? I guess you, you're worth it if somebody's willing to pay you. I mean, if somebody's going to pay me $500,000 to do what I do every day, uh, you know, am I, is my, does my job title require that? No, but if you want to pay me, I'll take it. Um, so I, I think, I think we're in a point where Kaepernick, you know, the question is if, if he gets a contract in between where Romo and Cutler are, you have to ask yourself, is he as good as Romo and Cutler? 
Um, and I don't know. I, I, I think he brings a different intangible with the ability to run, but, you know, Cutler's been kind of on the downside. Romo statistically I think had one of his better years last year, but nevertheless, you know, he struggled as well as far as, you know, down the stretch and then obviously getting hurt. Um, and he still hadn't been able to win a big game. So, um, to answer the question, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Did you want to finish your point on that, man? I was just saying, man, look, at at the end of the day in the NFL is really about results, and it's about winning games. And yes, Ken, the 49ers are more stout than both of those teams. Well, no, I can't even say more more, more than the Cowboys because the Cowboys are pretty damn stout offensively and defensively. And and, and let's be honest, like, does Colin Kaepernick have anything like – uh, can he, uh, Des Bryant, does he have anything remotely similar to Des Bryant on that team offensively? Shit, if he did, he couldn't throw it to him. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Shit. Hey, that, that, that tight end, what's his name? Okay. I think Vernon okay, Davis okay. is pretty damn good. All right, that, you know what? You're right. You're right. And, and he is an athletic freak. But, 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 but let's look at this. We always look at how much. Let's look at the bottom of the barrel. Let's look at the interceptions. Out of those three, who do you think threw the, less, the least amount of interceptions? Uh, Romo. No, Kaepernick. Eight interceptions all year, bro. Eight Can't interceptions. Yeah, because he, he would always – okay, that's, that's a little, oh, come little on, man. you, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. You know he would pull on, the ball man. down and run, man. He's not taking chances like that. But, but Ken, but that's, but that's, the, but that's, that's the point. Romo takes chances and he loses the game on the possession that you cannot throw an interception. Kaepernick doesn't do it. Granted, yes, Romo will throw 500 yards this game, 400 that game, and Kaepernick will throw 200 this game and whatever. But he'll throw for 200 and run for a buck 50 with two touchdowns and a rushing touchdown and no interceptions. That's winning football. You're not turning the ball over. This is not yeah. basketball, man. So he's a That's game manager now. It. So he's a game manager. <laughs> look, look, look. But, but here's the thing: there, there's not a look that has a negative connotation, and there really shouldn't be yeah, it does. a it negative does. connotation. Because at the end of the day, football because every possession is critical. So you damn right, he's a great game manager, and they win because of that. Tell me how come Romo and Cutler haven't made the playoffs, dog? Explain that to me. Jason Garrett for one, and uh, and damn. Didn't, well, yeah, Jason Garrett. I blame Jason Garrett. Well, we're, we're going to see what's up with Romo because they've been restructuring the contract to kind of free up the money now. Hmm? Say what, I'm sorry, what did you say, Ken? I said if you put Harbaugh on the Cowboys, I think you're looking at a, a completely different team. Man, I think me and you could coach uh, the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> but look, 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 real quick, the only thing I would say right. is that I, I, I just agree with B. I think 18 is just a little too high. Right now, I think if you bring it down just a little bit, he's worth it. Give him the money. He's proven he can win some games right now at his age. But 18, eh. Oh, okay. eh it, it's going to be tough. Man. And it, it remains to be seen. Like I said, they're, they're restructuring his deal. So we'll, we'll see what happens with the Cowboys. I, I think um, I think this has been a, a – a, 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 it's been an interesting off season for the 49ers, as I mentioned. Kaepernick's deal is coming up. They just, you know, there's been some turmoil between Harbaugh and and, and management. And you know, I think Harbaugh's he may be on the last year of his deal too. So everybody wants to get paid, and unfortunately, you're not going to be able to keep everybody. I think right now, I think I think Kaepernick makes uh, like six, maybe seven hundred thousand dollars a year. So you know, he's definitely on the cheap and. 
you know, things change when you got to pay that big um, that when you got to pay that big contract to your quarterback. Seattle's going to have the same situation with Russell Wilson. Um, he let his ass and you know go. he's probably going to these quarterbacks all are probably going to command hundred million dollars salaries. That's just I think that's just where the market is. Uh, the phone number to call in area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six again six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You are listening live to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle, and this is Dead End Sports. Tell a friend, tell a friend, Dead End Sports, the boys are back on the air again. Um, now, March Madness is right around the corner. Um, we probably got, what, a week, a week or so left in, um, in college basketball before the college basketball tournament start. Um, I see here that my Syracuse Orange lost again tonight. I don't know what the hell is going on. We lost to Georgia Tech. Um, but, you know, some of the better teams are starting to peak right now. Uh, North Carolina, I think, is on a 11-game winning streak. Um, so this is the time right now, if you're a college basketball fan, this is the time where you, you, you really want to pay attention because you can get an idea as to who's going to be hot and who's moving forward you know, toward, as you move toward the NCAA tournament. Um, so I'll start with you first, Ken. What college team right now do you think have the best chance to win it all? Woo, um, gosh, man, I, I think I might have to, to maybe take the, the, the easy way out. Hold, hold on, man, let me see. I like what Wichita State is doing. Undefeated. Um, yeah, they're undefeated. I, I do think that's a tad bit scary because, you know, they haven't lost a game, and I think at some point, you know, it, it sometimes, you know, as they say, it helps to, to kind of get that, that one loss out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, they, 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 man, them boys can flat out shoot, man. Um, I, I don't know his name. It's some, it's some uh, damn, I hate to use the this word, but, you know. The, and, B, you may know. Who, who's the white guy on, on Wichita State? They be draining them damn shots, man. He be coming out um, with them. And I had his name on the tip. Hold on one second. I can tell you one second. Oh, um, is it is it uh, early? It may be, man, but either way yeah, it goes, early. they, um, yeah, you know. Anthony uh, early? Yeah, see the senior, the senior guy. Right? Yeah, then there's this other yeah. guy that, that that that's pretty good too. But um, so I, you know they can shoot it, but we we all know that at any given moment, you know them shots could you know stop falling. So so what do you do when when that situation happens? So um, you know uh, shit, man. I don't know, man. I, 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 it's really hard to say. I haven't watched a lot of it to really really uh. Pick somebody. I got. I got to think about this one a little bit. Okay. What What about you, B? Uh, any particular team you think right now has the the inside track on uh, on cutting down the nets? Oh man, that's that's a tough question, Kyle. Because I, I think from looking at it this season, it's easily. I mean, I mean, it's almost like that every season. But you know, normally you have like about three or four dominant teams that you like. Okay, no, nah, these guys are going to win it. This year, man, I think anywhere from one to twenty, it's it's completely wide open. I cannot wait for the NCAA tournament to start because, I mean, you see, you got teams like Virginia, um, you got Oklahoma State now playing good at the right time. You mm-hmm. got a uh, you you quietly got Memphis playing good ball at the right time. You know, all it takes is just for you to get rolling, you know, from your conference tournament into the NCAA tournament at the right time. You all you got to win is what five straight, six straight, and you in the championship and exactly. man, like. I, you know, Memphis is playing good. Um, and let's not forget about SMU. What Larry, what Larry Brown is doing with SMU is, like, crazy. Like, 
they are they are I think they're like ranked twenty second in the nation and they and this yeah. team was like they were supposed to party last year before he got there and just because he got there they are they are like a winning team. Um, never you know those people on the Big Ten you got you know Michigan State Ohio State um, Michigan uh, even Minnesota playing for good ball recently even they just lost to Michigan uh, I think uh, on Saturday. Oh mm-hmm. uh, man, man there's somebody else I'm forgetting. Oh 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 um. St. Louis, that's another team, man. That's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's so many teams. Right I mean, now. you know, it's, it's yeah, it's just so many teams that 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 you can be like, wow, this, this team is playing good ball right now. They can make a run at this. So it's really tough this season. I can't wait for the tournament to start. Yeah, same here, same here. I, I think um, it's, it's kind of hard to pick one team in particular. Yeah, it um, is. Like you said, what you want to do is you want to look at the teams that are playing well right now. Like I, I said, Carolina is on a, I think, eleven or twelve game winning streak. Um, and then you, I, I think the Staples. You, you really can't looking at teams like uh, Duke, uh, Michigan State, teams that are coached Florida. by great coaches like yeah. uh, you know, Bayheim, Syracuse, and they're going to have bumps and stuff in the road. But the thing is, is those teams really rise up when the level of competition gets better. So um, yep. I, I don't know that I'm a little leery this year. I'm a little probably more so than any other year. When the brackets come out, I'm a little leery on the one seeds because I don't think that, I, and I can't I don't. I don't think we've ever had a Final Four where all one seeds make. All one seeds not going to make it. Um, you might even get a three or four seeds, you know, make it to the Final Four. Um but what you want to do is just look and see what teams are playing pretty hot. Like I said, right now, um, I would, as much as I don't like them, I, I, it's still hard for me to bet against a team like Duke. Um, you still got a, you still got Arizona in the West, that, and they've been pretty pretty consistent all year. Um, and there's a couple other teams that you really can't sleep on. Bill Self always has a good team out in Kansas. They're kind of young, but you know they're playing pretty good ball. Oh, like so, like we said, Oklahoma State. Don't sleep on that Oklahoma State team because with, when all this stuff happened with Marcus Smart, you know that team kind of you know kind of rallied together and rallied around him. Uh, so you just never know what's going to happen. I think that's the beauty of it. Wherein in the NBA, we, you know, as fans, we kind of see where the picture is going and how things are going to turn out. Uh, college basketball, man, it, it's it's wide open, man. It is truly wide yep, open. Yep, because in a tournament, all it takes is one game. All it takes you to have all one it takes. bad game. That's all it takes. And then that's the, you know you out. Like, look look at the John Wall squad in Kentucky that, that year. John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins. I mean, I was like, man, these dudes are going to kill a tournament. And then all it took right. for them to have that one, that one bad shooting game against West Virginia. And, like, West Virginia was just hitting everything they was throwing up. All it takes is mm-hmm. that one bad game, and, and, and you you going home, man. You you just going home. Oh yeah, and the last I think the last Final Four that had all number one seeds was a uh, 2008. Okay, oh, sweet, 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 sweet. Yeah, Memphis, and I forgot what the fourth team was, but yeah, that was 2008 was the last time you had all all number one seeds in the Final Four. What about you, FIFO? Oh. Any any particular college team you think right now as the inside track as far as uh, cutting down the net? You know what, Kyle, I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to answer the question. I'm not going to talk about multiple teams. I'm going to talk about the team, at least the team that I think that's going to win a championship. And okay. the reason why I'm going to pick this team is because I believe defense wins. Um, in any level of any sport, defense wins. But in college basketball, not only defense, you also need to have a pretty good to great or spectacular guard play. And with that guard play, you need at least one big man. 
And for me, that's Arizona, man. Um, Arizona okay. is, has the third best uh, def- defensive efficiency rating this year, so that's big. Also, uh, Aaron Gordon is the truth when it comes to defense. A lot of people haven't talked about it, but um, mm-hmm. you know he's holding opponents to 34% field goal shooting um, when, when he's on the ball. You know, and he's mm-hmm. and he's also holding opponents to 40% field goal shooting in the post. So that's big. Plus, you know, they have their leading scorer, um, the guard, uh, Nick Johnson's averages 16 a game. You know, so you know, I I, I I like what Arizona brings to the table. I think they have the, the the right combination of athleticism, of defense, and you know, a little bit of offense. And that, that that's my pick. But I'm with B though. You know, at the end of the day, I definitely think that this is wide open, kind of like the West in the NBA. You know, it's pretty much wide yep. open. You know, yep. there's a wide open that can win. But um, you know, to answer the question, keep it sweet, simple, and to the point. Arizona. The Arizona man, I, I think, and I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's because sometimes there's an East Coast bias, and the media never likes to talk about it, but there's, there's an East Coast bias. But Arizona has been in the top five for the majority part of the season, and and I think that they really still haven't gotten the the, the just due that they have, you know, uh, you know, definitely deserved. Um, and come, you know, come tournament time, and that's what you need. Be uh, like, like I'm sorry, what FIFO said. Guard play and a big man. If you got good guard play, if you now if you solely just have a big man, then you know he he's always, you know, there's always the the, the situation where he could foul out. But um, yeah, man, guard play and, and and a big man that that definitely uh, can get you over the hump. Um, what about you, Ken? Uh, any any teams that you think right now has the inside track? Oh yeah, um, you, yeah. You actually asked me first. Yeah, oh, my, bad, my bad, Ken. I'm yeah. sitting here writing, doing like ten different things, writing something down. Um, the phone number to call in area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You're listening live to Dead End Sports. Um, since we're on the, the, uh, the since we're on the topic of the tournament, um, they call it March Madness for a reason. Obviously, uh, any and everything can and will happen during March Madness. Um, obviously, those. A lot of times, those some of the the moments that we see happen in March Madness are some of the best moments in college basketball history. Uh, Ken, I'll start with you first. Name your all-time favorite or favorites uh, moments from March Madness. Um, what was it? The Leitner Leitner shot. Yeah, was, oh, against Kentucky. Shot, man. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, man. I, I, oh, and I, I hate, I hated Duke. Um, I, I just, don't, I don't like Duke. But uh, I, I gotta tell you that that shot he hit, um, you know, it just, it, it was crushing, man. Um, mm-hmm. There's also, uh, what is it, Valpar, Valpar, uh, Valparaiso, Valparaiso. Yeah, Val, they call him Valpo guy? for short. Yeah, yeah. He played. He, he eventually played in the NBA. He was, he was a white guy, but uh, he, he that was a Bryce Drew. Bryce Drew. Yeah, man, that that shot he hit. Um, I'll never forget that shot too. So those those are two that when I think about moments in in the college tournament, I mean they 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 come to mind. Um, I think the first time I ever saw Dwayne Wade play in college, man. Uh, well, not first time I ever saw him play, but the first time I was like, you know what, I, I, I'm a fan of this guy. Was when he put mm-hmm. up a, a triple double. Triple double, um, right? Yeah, man. I was like, you know what, I like this guy, man, and I I follow him ever since, man, and. And you know, even to this day, he's he's my favorite NBA uh, player. And um, 
another guy that I saw play in college that I really liked was Kevin Durant. And, you know, and um, yeah. I get why, you know, people took, you know, Greg Oden. But I remember people and I, we, we talked about this a lot, you know, the debate between, you know, Kevin Durant or, or Greg Oden. I was like, man, KD is the truth. You got to go with him. And, um, you know, we see where he's at today. So, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, yeah, man, um, I kind of got off track. But, yeah, man, just, just waste triple-double. And those, those two shots, man, just always just stand out to me when I think about college basketball moments in, in the tournament. Okay, what, what about you, FIFO? What are your what are some of your favorite moments in uh, in the college basketball tournament? You know, um, way back when I, I want to say sometime in the nineties, I, I really don't remember exactly when, but um, I, I remember I was I, I was sick and I was hospitalized, and um, you know, I've never really been a big fan of college basketball. But um, I, I, I vividly remember this because there was really nothing else on TV but the damn tournament. And um, I remember watching Syracuse and watching this one guy named Preston Shumpert. And I'll never forget yep. it because I was like, yep. yo, mm-hmm. like, who yep. the hell is this guy? And he was <laughs> dominant. Like, threes, pull up, go to the rim. And every, like, it just seemed like Marv Albert, or, or not Marv Albert, um, What's it? Uh, D- uh, Dickie V was just saying Preston Chumper, Preston Chumper, and I'm like, Holy. <laughs> like that was like one of my first moments of like truly enjoying uh, NCAA basketball. I-, I would have to say another one is um, back in 08 when um, Kansas and Memphis went at it, uh, mainly mm-hmm. because you know I'm, I'm from Chicago, so I, I was already hit to D Rose, and-, and and I knew he was nice, and um, you know I would like to see him win. But, uh, you know, Mario Chalmers and them boys, man, um, you know, you hit that game time three. And, yep. yeah. you know, they, 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 yeah, they went on to win it in OT. And, you know, that, I thought that was a big moment. Um, you know, obviously the cliche one, like Ken said, you know, I, I think the Leitner shot, you know, I, I, that's almost like number one, you know what I'm saying, like all time. Because, like, come on, man, like how the hell did – like, right. how did that happen, you know? I, but I don't um, know. It's pissed me off. <laughs> To yeah, the day. yeah, but I got one know, more um, that mm-hmm. I that I remember. Um, it was right. another guy that that I remember watching play, and I didn't think his game would translate into the NBA, man. But um, you know, I became a fan of him, and it was Carmelo Anthony. But it wasn't oh, what Carmelo necessarily did in that game; it was how that game ended. The Hakeem Ward block mm-hmm. uh, on um, I forget who it was, but but he was going for either the tie or the game with a shot. I think it was Kurt Heinrich that was shooting the three. And then, yeah, uh, and he came over and spotted that shit yeah. away. Man, because yeah. I remember watching that game because I was pulling for Syracuse, and um and and, and I was like, man, you know, because I was pulling for Syracuse to win that game because I liked Melo and I liked, you know, what he was doing. And, and man, that McNamara was draining, raining threes, man. That, yep. that was a great-ass sure game, man. He was. That was a great that game. Was a, that was a championship game. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah. What about you, Dude, B? Uh, about some of your favorite uh, uh, college moments from the uh, NCAA tournament? Oh, man. Uh, from one of mine easily is when Tyus Edney uh, went down coast to coast against uh, Missouri. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're like, we're like, we're like, he, he went down with like 4.8 seconds left. He got that, he got the ball. Man, he's speedy. He's a little speedy point guard, too. Run up the, that was a year that UCLA won the um, – Championship too with Ed O'Bannon yep. and Chris O'Bannon in the company, mm-hmm. and um yeah when Tyus Andy ran down the court man and, and laid that ball he actually got fouled too laid that ball up and got them the game winning uh 
the game winning shot, man. That was that's like easily one of my favorite, um, you know, off top top of the uh, head, you know, shit moments. Another one was uh, Keith Smart's uh, when game winning shot in nineteen eighty seven. Don't don't, yeah, don't, hurt me. don't hurt me. Don't yeah, hurt me. Don't hurt me. Yeah, man, that 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 shot, man, uh, in the in the, in the actual championship game too. The, I mean, they mm-hmm. call it the shot, like like that's, yep. that's 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 what, that's what they call it. They call it the shot. I remember that, man. I was like about what my shit. I was what, seven years old, six seven years old, watching that with my dad, man. I, that's that's one moment I ain't gonna you know I ain't gonna forget. Um, you know, Christian Leitner joint. Um, I didn't watch this game until I was like, you know, a little bit older as a kid. But watching it still gives me goosebumps. That NC, NC State in the uh, Houston finals uh, when mm-hmm. he shot yeah. the air ball, when he shot the air ball three, and my man caught it and, and dunked it right mm-hmm. in. And, like Clyde yep. Drexler and Hakeem Olajuwon's face was like, they were like shocked, man. Yeah, yeah, yep. NC, NC State was going crazy, and Houston was just like. Like, they were like, what the hell is going on? Like, you know, you thought it was an alley-oop, but it was really like an air ball because he shot the three from, like, 28 feet. That's like right. an air ball, and the dude just caught that bad one and just laid it and just dunked it. All that, that, that was like – and that was a championship game. And I'm like, wow, yep. Jimmy V and them. Man, that, that, that's no, – yeah, those are, like, my favorite moments. And, I mean, even though this, uh, this is a little hometown bias, but I can't really say really favorite moment, but just, uh, just going back off of – during that time with the Fast Five, the whole Fast Five movie right, during the right, you know, 92, yeah. 93. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's kind of bittersweet because, yeah, you, as much as we talk about them, they ain't even win a championship. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. know, when, it was it was still impressive them going to the Final Four as an all-freshman starting lineup, you know, freshman and a sophomore year, but they didn't win. They don't got no championship behind that. You know, it's just – but, like, they did change the landscape of basketball. Like, oh, they're the reason why – why you wear your longer shorts, your black gym shoes, black socks, everything. I mean, because, you know, before mm-hmm. then, a lot of college, I mean, even NBA teams were wearing, like, white shoes, white tennis, you know, gym shoes and white socks and stuff like that. But when Fab Five came into the game, you had the, you had the black Nikes. There. I mean, everything. They, 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 they transcend the whole, not just college, but just basketball, period. So exactly. that's another one of my, you know, favorite moments, I would say, just that whole – you know, and you know, Jalen Rose and and them being from you know being not too far from my neighborhood and stuff like that. Like it, you know, it just it was just like it was cool being back then. Like that was the only time where even if you was a Michigan State alumni, you was rooting for the Fab Five. <laughs> you really, the yeah. whole the whole state of Michigan during that Fab Five time was rooting for Fab Five. And rather, if you was a Western Michigan graduate, a Michigan State grad, any all of them. I mean, that was the only time that all Michigan alumni like came together united like during that time like that was cool no doubt no doubt man i i have so many man you guys you guys touched on some great ones man even brought me you you brought me back b with the uh with the Derek wittenberg shot yeah. follow-up by right. lorenzo charles in, in the uh 83 finals um yeah I, I think my first memory man really goes back to 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 these shots um, I remember because I remember I was small. I was like eight or nine. I might have been closer to ten. I was, no, I was nine. And uh, 1982, Jordan hit the shot against uh, 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 Georgetown. Um, mm-hmm. and, and what was funny was I remember, I remember my, I remember watching Jordan play that particular year, and they he they didn't call him Michael Jordan. He, he went by Mike. <laughs> so it's always funny. It's, yeah, Mike Jordan is freshman. Mike Jordan from you know Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, but uh, that was like my first memory of of the tournament. Um, obviously, through the years, uh, I've had some great memories. Um, you know, I could take it back to 
uh, the 85 game national championship game between uh, Villanova and Georgetown. And Villanova shoots 85% oh, from the field. Um, yeah. And Gary McLean yeah. high off of cocaine. And we, yeah. you know, um, like you said, the five slammer jammer. Um, watching the Fab Five, like B said, man, was just really phenomenal for me because I came out of high school the same year that, they, that those guys came out. So there was a natural attachment there, and they and they really represented what we what we liked. Um, yep. And um, you know, the the Duke shot, the the Christian Leitner shot was was phenomenal. Um, man, it, there's so many memories as a Syracuse fan. Obviously, like like uh, Ken said, watching Syracuse win. Um, watching Syracuse lose against uh, Indiana and Keith Smart shot. Um, some of the buzzer beaters, man, that we saw over the years, like the Bryce Drew shot, uh, the shot that um, what's the kid from Georgia Tech, Kenny Anderson hit a uh, uh, hit Anderson, one yeah. at the buzzer in the, in the uh, tournament as well. Uh, James Forrest hit one against USC uh, in in the regionals uh, to win it. Um, just a lot of great memories, man. I mean, it 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 it, it takes me back, and I think. Those are the things that really, you know, we kind of lose to some degree when you have kids uh, coming out of school early because if you think about it, listen, listen to all the things we named, most of those teams had kids that played together for at least two, maybe three years. Some of them You're stayed right. in school, you know, some for three or four years. Yeah. So, you know, and they were able years. to be seniors and everything like that. So, you know, that's some one of the things, and I'm not, you know, I don't want to get into about, you know, guys leaving early, but I think that's one of the things that we lose when guys do go early, is that you don't see those teams. Obviously, and, and one other memory I had, the best game that to this day I still have never seen before, um, UNLV losing to Duke. Um, I've never seen oh, that game man. before. Man, I went out you on the deck, and, um, and the date was whack, but that's another story. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I went out on a date, man, and I went, me and this chick, we ended up going to this bowling alley, and one of my boy, I, I called one of my boys when I was at the bowling alley. He was like, "Yo, man, UNLV just lost." I'm like, "Huh?" He was like, "Yeah, yep. they lost to the Duke." Yep. And now, if you remember, the year before they played him in the national championship game, and UNLV obliterated Duke, them. man. I've never seen. Oh my God! If if you're a college basketball fan, go back and watch that game. I mean, I've never seen defense like that ever. Ever before, I mean, like they sk- Duke couldn't they get the ball across half court. They, man, they had them shook. They, like they were shook before the jump ball. Like Duke was playing right. before the jump ball. And like, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And what make that next year so significant, Kyle? Was I think UNLV was actually undefeated that whole. Yeah, they were undefeated. Until they played undefeated. Until they played Duke, and they and they lost. Until them. they That's played Duke in the national game. championship, and they, and that goes and back they, to what Kent said earlier. You know, when you look at a team like Wichita State, uh, you know, if you go undefeated throughout the season. It's you know it could be a good thing or a bad thing, especially if you're in a, in a tight game. So those are just some of the memories, man. I'm pretty sure I'm going to think of a few more, but that was probably the best best game that I've never seen um, to this point. I, I think at some point in time I need to see it, but I mean obviously I've seen the highlights. But uh, but yeah, those are some great. And, and hopefully, man, this year we're going to get even more to have going forward. Uh, the phone number to call in area code six four six. Four seven eight zero three five six. You are down and listening to Ken B and FIFO, and I'm your host, Twelve Kyle. This is Dead End Sports, the place where sports opinions collide. Um, now, if, if if you're under a rock, or you've been out of the country, or you've you know been uh, traveling or something, something happened last night. Um, LeBron Shimon James went for sixty one last night against the Bobcats. Uh, I think it was like eight for ten from three point range, um, highest scoring game as a 
uh, in his career as well as uh, a Miami Heat player. So some people think, myself included, <laughs> that the balance of power as far as the MVP race is shifting. FIFO, who's leading the MVP race right now? Um, look, for me, LeBron's caught Durant. He slightly surpassed him, especially with that uh, performance last night. Um, but 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 it's still pretty much even. It, 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 okay. It's not like oh my God, it's LeBron's. To-. No 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 no. Durant's still doing his thing, you know. And, and let's be honest, right now Durant on his team, they're going through some changes. They're reacclimating Russell right. Westbrook. They they signed uh, Karan Butler. So you know they you know they they. they Durant's in a position now where, okay, let's get Russell settled in. You know, I, I think the other night he just scored 20. So, you know, he, he the, the shot sharing. But, you know, the, the tear that LeBron is on right now, um, you know, it was real interesting um, during the All-Star break or right after the All-Star break how, uh, you know, a little story that came out that, you know, LeBron called a, a practice and, you know, Spolster kept saying, you know, LeBron sees the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel. And he's playing like it, and and for me, it really started the shift in the in the MVP race when LeBron went to OKC and really shut a whole bunch of people up, like myself, because I remember when KD <laughs> came to Miami, and I was like, "Yo, LeBron can't guard KD," and shit. Hey, look, I, you know what? This, this this is the thing, and, and, and this is why I say I, I feel like I can criticize LeBron because I give him the most praise. But you know, I, I just think that I, I typically I'm just caught up in this um, this new era of prejudging too quick, and I'm gonna just shut the hell up about LeBron, and I'm gonna just rest on my laurels, like I've always said. LeBron is the best player right now in basketball, and in my opinion, in my opinion, arguably the best player to ever play the game. Okay, okay, okay. I hate you, FIFO. What, what about you, Ken? Who, who, who's leading the race right now? Who's Because if you remember when we first started, uh, well, not when we first started the show, but um, probably a month and a half, two months in, um, we talked about it, and uh, Paul George was at the top of the list. Uh, Your list. <laughs> hey, he ain't going to let me live that down. <laughs> yeah, he was at the top of my list. Okay, so now we're 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 a little bit beyond the halfway point, Kent. Who's at the top of your list? Um, I uh, this is tough because oftentimes we can be prisoner of the moments, right? Right. Uh, Sixty-one. LeBron's averaging thirty-seven. You know, in the last seven games or so, they're they're nine and one, and and it's not a measly nine and one with one loss coming against Utah. They're nine and one against winning teams, playoff right. teams. We're talking about a team that had the best record. They beat them down. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like they're beating up scrubs. It's, you know what I'm saying? They've flipped the switch, and and LeBron is the catalyst behind it all. You know, and and it's like we go back to everything that Kevin Durant was doing, and you look at that, you be like, man, that's that's crazy. Like he. He's really doing all of this after we saw him struggle in the playoffs. He's really finally taking that step forward without Russell Westbrook. But then Russell comes back, and you know they lose three in a row, and we get it. We're not we're not saying that Russell Westbrook is a bane on the team or anything like that. We understand mm-hmm. it takes time to get back into it, right? But KD's play kind of 
you know, it, it kind of dipped a little bit, you know, and, and that was to kind of be expected. But the thing that people were saying, the thing that I was looking for was, can you continue your pace with him back? And and I didn't really kind of think he could. I was hoping he could, but and I was thinking that he may do it. But in the back of my mind, I was like, I don't know, man. Russell is kind of that kind of that dude. So all of that said, everybody was talking about KD, and LeBron is sitting up like, man, I, I, wait a second, now I, I got all these MVPs, I beat this guy in the finals, I'm back to back champion. And you guys are talking to my, me like like I don't even exist. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was like, if I got as many, if I had to, if I could shoot the ball 30-something times like him, and he said all of this, right. oh, I wish I had as many shot, shot attempts like him. I could average blah, 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 blah. He, he, he got he it last night, that. and we saw what happened. So, um, so yeah, so he, he, he was motivated. He's turning it up. The light's at the end of the tunnel. And he's reminding people of why he's the best player in the game and why when he's on, man, he can be – and he's like an unstoppable force out there, man. And, and, and I, I just think that – and you know what, FIFA when I was talking about this and, uh, two weeks ago, and I was like, you know what, I know we looked at KD and we looked at what he did without Russell Westbrook for like this short period of time, right? And the fact that he was able to keep them on top of – the West, and not only that, the best record in the league, you know, that was something that you had to look at him like, you know what, he deserves everything he gets, and he deserves to be MVP. But one of the mm-hmm. things that I pointed out to FIFO, and I, I wanted to discuss it, I was like, but LeBron's kind of been doing that all, all year, with ways in and ways out, and right, ways right, in right. again, and ways out, you know, so... KD had to deal with it for like this small stretch of a, of a period of time, and and LeBron has had to deal with this all year long. Think about that for a minute. But this you know is your guy, your, your number two option on the team. Hold on, FIFO, and and he's playing, he's not playing, and you have to adjust your style of play game by game. That I think that deserves something. That deserves a little bit of discussion. And LeBron deserves some credit for that. So, what, uh, people? I like LeBron, right. man. I think he's going to close it out, dog. Look, 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 LeBron does deserve a lot of credit for that. And, yes, D-Wade has been in and out of the lineup. But let's be honest. Without D-Wade or LeBron, with just Chris Bosh on this team, on in the East, they're probably finishing in the top three with just Chris Bosh. Let's be honest, Right. So, so yes, LeBron. LeBron, Le, LeBron is a he, he's a horse, man. Like, like this mm-hmm. man plays. Like, like realistically, has he missed more than ten games in a season? No, he plays forty. However many minutes you need him to play, he guards whoever you need him to guard from four right. to one. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 that is LeBron. That's why to me, LeBron is arguably the best player to ever play the game. Be, be, because it. It doesn't matter realistically who you put on his team. He's going to get far. He's going to get to the playoffs with some scrubs. He's proven that. Even at a younger state, he's proven that, right? Right now, let's look at OKC, right? If you take out, and and I took out the top two guys out of Miami, and they're still a top three or four team in the East. If you take Mm -hmm. out Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant, that's a lottery team. Right. <laughs> let, let me definitely. ask you this though: if, if 
if you take those two out, how would they fare in the East? And if if you take out LeBron, LeBron mm-hmm. and 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 Wade, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, of course in the East right now. But how would they fare in the West? So if you if you switch okay. them out, how would they perform? Okay. All right, now, 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 now here's my thing. If you take out Russell Westbrook or Kevin Durant, you put them in the East, they probably still are a lottery team. <laughs> if you just have Chris Bosh in, um, on that Miami team playing in the West, I think that they would be maybe competing for a spot, but realistically they'll probably be playing for the 10th or 11th spot. So they would probably be out, out of the playoffs. Um, so, you know, so the argument could go both ways. Either way, they're both of those teams would be out of the playoffs, you know, especially if the Heat were in the West with just Chris right. Bosch. They'd be out of the playoffs. But I think that OKC, without their big two, it doesn't matter. The Just in basketball, they would not be in the playoffs at all. They'd probably be looking at a top three or four pick in the NBA draft, you know. But um, with all that being said, man, I, I think that um, – you know, I, I've been saying for a while, I think that Rondo makes more sense in OKC. And, and for the reason being, it allows KD to be more aggressive. You know, I don't think KD naturally is aggressive. I, I think he is naturally more passive. But when Russell went down, it's like, well, shit, if I don't do it, who is, who's going to do it? Perkins? Right. Perry Jones? You know, uh, uh, Reggie Jackson stepped up. You know, Lamb has been pretty inconsistent. But come on, it's just it's just me and Reggie Jackson. You know what I'm saying? So Durant had to do what he did. Ibaka, and Ibaka was balling. He was balling. But, but that's a byproduct of KD. You know what I'm saying? This year we haven't talked about KD, the playmaker. You know, K, that's the reason why Ibaka's numbers soared when KD was the primary ball handler because well, – you know KD's going to get double and triple teamed, and he was a willing passer. Obviously, he's not a playmaker like LeBron, but somebody was going to benefit from from me being double and triple teamed now. So, you know, at, at the end of the day, it, it, it's a two-man race, and it's really going to come down to see who has the best record in the NBA, and, and I think it's, that, that's really what it's going to come down to because both of these guys are going to put up numbers. Let, let's be honest. Like, yeah. they're, the, they're the number one and number two best players on the planet. Not just right. the NBA, on the planet. So it, it's coming down to them, too. No doubt, no doubt. That's, that's a good point. What, what about you, B? Uh, MVP race, man. Um, yeah, I, I think, shit, I think Ken and the FIFA made some good points. I, I think, really, yeah, it just depends on who, what team end up having the better record. You know, because, you know, if if Durant can still play at the level he's playing now and then they can still manage to keep that number one seed in the West where, you know, where you have a lot, you know, the competition is a lot stiff than in the East. I mean, let's be real. You know, the only competition in the East. Actually, the only playoff series that's going to matter in the Eastern Conference is Indiana and Miami. Everything else is mm-hmm. pretty much irrelevant in the Eastern Conference. But in the Western Conference, you know, you got teams that can turn it up and take that number one spot in a minute. You know, you got Houston, you got Spurs, you got the Clippers. Mm-hmm. You got mm-hmm. um, um, I'm, I'm forgetting somebody. Uh, Warriors, you know. You, I mean, you you got teams that can take your spot. And if Kevin Durant can still last his last month and a half of the NBA season, and, and they get the best record, and Kevin Durant, you know, beating up, you know, the number one scorer in the league, you know, for this season, then I think he's going to give it to him, you know. But if if, if Miami, if LeBron can horse this team and, and get past Indiana and take that number one seed away from Indiana. And they had the best record in the league. I say give it to LeBron. You know, it just really depends on 
their records. Because, you know, like people said, I think they're both going to be playing at pretty much good high levels for the remainder of this season. Because I think they both want that MVP. You know, let's, let's not let's not let's not try not to shy away from this. They want they want that MVP. LeBron <laughs> wants that MVP. You know? Kevin Durant wants that MVP. So. You know, it just really just comes down with team, you know, producers better. You know, it happens a better record. Hey, B, you heard what he said last night. Le- LeBron think he's slick, too. He was like, say? yeah, man, because he, he, he's, he's playing the media. He was like, yeah, you know, I, I, I go out to be the MVP, you know, every night. You know, MVP for my, and then he started to say MVP for myself, MVP for my team, this, that, and the other. Yep. He was like, yep. well, yeah, I deserve to be MVP, but, you know, uh, it just comes down to a vote, and you guys got the vote. Like, he was playing them so, mm-hmm. yeah. so tough, yeah. man. Knew, I'm like, man. He knew, he, he knew what he was doing. He knew what yeah, he was yeah. He's, he's, man, he, he's, he's slick, man. I was like, man, you ain't slick, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, Ken? That's the difference between, you know, like 2008 LeBron and 2014 LeBron. You know, like, mm-hmm. he's a veteran now. And and everything and, and this is why players have to go through ups and downs in the league before you are that guy or you're the best version of yourself. You know, like like KD, you know he he's had a lot of um, you know hurdles that he's had to jump, but has he truly had heartache? Yeah, he lost the finals, but that was his first one where they truly ready. You know, um, like like has he really dealt with a lot of adversity, a lot of heartache, and 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 I think that you know the way that the NBA is shaping up to me, this is bird and magic all over again. Realistically, to mm-hmm. me, you know, obviously the dynamic is different. They didn't play in college and all this and all that. Right. Okay, whatever. But in the NBA sense, you're talking about argue the, the, the best guy and the second best guy in the league, hands down. And and and. and, and the third best guy is not even he can't even smell KD's plateau right now. You know what I'm saying? Like like he he he, he can't even smell what KD's eating, what he's farting, nothing. He he's nowhere near KD. So for these guys to be so far ahead of the competition and I just think it's great for the league, man. I think it's great for the league, and they should be playing up these rivalries more. They should be playing up KD versus LeBron more because because. At the end of the day, that's what people want. That that's what's gonna sell your lead. That's what's gonna sell your product. And man, these guys, man, let, let let's be honest, man. Like those two are the two most unguardable people on the planet right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, people, because like especially especially if we get a Miami Heat and OKC Finals again, the NBA mm-hmm. really gotta they really gotta market this and, and kind of you know make this a rivalry because you know we don't have that no more. I mean, I would love to nope. see. You know, LeBron and KD rivalry for the next six, seven years. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I would mm-hmm. love to see that. You know what I'm saying? I, I think, I think that would be great for the league. You know, you know some people are like, oh, I'm tired of seeing LeBron, KD, but no, man. Like, you gotta, you got, we need that, man. We need that, that, that kind of Larry Bird. I mean, Magic and Larry Bird type of rivalry for the next, you know, within a decade, man. We, we need that because we didn't have that with Jordan. I mean, Jordan was on another planet, so it wasn't mm-hmm. like Jordan didn't have like that, that, that other player or that other guy that was on his heels, man. You know, it was just like Jordan yep. and everybody else. You know what I'm saying? It was just like right. Jordan, Jordan was way up on level 100 and everybody else was on level, you know, 65. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, mm-hmm. right. you know, so we, we need this, man. You know, and I, and I hope Paul, I hope Paul George get better. I hope he elevates his game even more next season and, and the season after mm-hmm. that. I mean, you know, it just, 
Yeah, we need that. You, you, you absolutely right about that, people. And uh, NBA needs to take this and run with it, like easily. Especially, especially if we get them in the finals again. If they both in the finals, Hell I yeah. kind of. Then to be honest with you, I kind of want to see OKC and Miami Heat in the finals just so the NBA can eat this up. Like I, I kind of want to see it, even though you I know what would be even better be if 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 they didn't like each other. I mean, like, oh, that yeah. would, oh, and I know it's right. a different day and time. Right. These cats are I know cool, it's a different day and time, yep. You're right. If, You're if right, they Kyle. really didn't like each other and they really yeah. didn't make any bones about the fact that they didn't like each other, man, right. that because, you know, but we, you, we you, all came through the you, bird magic era. You, you know, they, right. they, there was but no you know Twitter, what, there was no Facebook. Go ahead. But, you know, you know what, Okai, uh, I mean, you, you could say, I, I like it if they don't like each other on the court. Because, you know, I mean, as, mm-hmm. much, as, bird, as much as Bird, we saw Bird and Magic, you know, rival in the 80s, they still respect each other and like each other, but right, when, they came, right. when they came when they came within that ninety four by fifty feet line, oh, it they was yeah, you're right. They didn't like each other. They was out to win. But, and but here's the thing, you about to say, like, like can, can can we honestly say that like LeBron and KD are like chummy chummy on the court? I'm just saying the last two no. games that I've seen in the regular season, they went at they each other. They were going at each other. Yeah, they go at it. They yeah, they definitely go yeah, at it. Exactly. I, I don't think. But I, I think uh, I think we we probably we're probably the era of guys really just disliking each other to the point where they don't yeah, want to shake hands and that type. I think yeah, I don't even right. think athletes are on that level anymore because they're just nah. you know their you know rivalries are more or less kind of festered by the media. I mean fan bases you know may or may not like each other. That's something different because you know you couldn't be a fan from Boston and 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 go into L A with a with a shirt on and and not get heckled or and vice versa. Um, mm-hmm. but I say th- I think that would that would help. But um, but much like you guys, I I agree. I think they're one and two. I think LeBron right now has a slight edge. Like Ken said, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, but I think he has a slight edge. Um, he's been playing very well on a high level, even for him, a very consistent level since all of this talk right before the All Star, a couple of weeks or so before the All Star break. You know where Durant was kind of walking away with it. Yeah. And he just, you know, and, yeah. and it coincides with the fact that his team is getting better. And uh, last time I checked, they were down by 10 tonight at Houston um, going into the fourth quarter. But really still to, to come out of the, and have the kind of game that he had. Indiana lost earlier tonight uh, as well. So Miami, you know, for the best record in basketball, for the best record in the East, um, they're, you know, they're right there. So, um you know, a few months ago, it looked like Miami was just coasting. You still don't know what you're going to get night in and night out from Dwayne Wade. But on the nights where Dwayne Wade has played like he's played here recently, if he plays like that, they're going to be tough to beat. I, I, they're going to be tough to beat by Indy. I mean, Indiana's going to have a hard time. Whoever you put out there, because Dwayne Wade, when he's playing like that, it's just they're, they are very tough. And, and the forgotten man is Chris Bosh, who's been very consistent in these uh, runs to the finals that they've had over the last couple of years as well. Uh, phone number call in, Eric. Go ahead, man. Chris Chris Bosh has really been like an unsung hero, man. He's had yeah. a lot of games this year that have really went went unnoticed, man. And and it seems like, and I think people may have said this uh, before, like he's really settling into like what they're trying to do and really just picking his spots, man. But Chris Chris Bosh, man, could could really be a difference maker for for that team, man. And and I yeah, so. But yeah, you're, you're right, Kyle. Chris Bosh, man, he, he he people sleep on him, but he deserves a lot of credit. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. The phone number to call in area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You are listening live to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, Twelve Kyle. 
This is Dead End Sports. Remember, this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. In the event you cannot listen to the show live, check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash Dead End Sports. You can also check us out on Stitcher as well. If you have an Android or iPhone, just go to the uh, application store, download the Stitcher application for free, and uh, search Dead End Sports. You can listen at your leisure, at home, on the go, for free. It's just that simple. Uh, hit us up, 646-478-0356. Got a little less than an hour left in the show, so hit us up. Be a part of the show. Um, next question I have for you guys, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about teams, NBA teams, and and the uh, you know the draft placement and, and you know we have the lottery and everything like that um, and this year coming up in the draft in the NBA draft more so than any um, the freshman class and and the the crop of underclassmen who will be coming out as well as the seniors you're gonna have a pretty good NBA draft as opposed to in, in years past where you've got one or two players and then that's it and you, 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 this year I think you've got you know guys that who should be coming out, who you can really build your uh, team around. Um, that being said, I want to throw the question out. And I'll start with you first, FIFO. Should NBA teams tank their seasons for a high draft pick? Why or why not? Here's the thing. I think that the word tanking this year um, is it, really been overblown, overstated. Um, I think that in the NBA, you have to face reality. And the reality is that if you cannot compete with Miami, you're not going to compete for a championship. You know, the West is a whole different animal. But, you know, in basketball, unlike football, you know, you you pretty much know who's going to win, who's good, because it really relies on talent. And a team like the Milwaukee Bucks, from the beginning of the season, you kind of knew, okay, you're not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> or even if you do, you're going to get ran over in the first round. Now, a team like New York, see, now, 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 now that's interesting, right, because they traded their pick, and now Denver is going to have a top ten pick, even though, you know what I'm saying, New York is not even going to make the playoffs. But right. I'm going way to the left. Um I think tanking is overstated. I think realistically is you have to face the music. And if your team is bad already, then you have to make the moves to get better. And in the NBA, the system is in the system that's in place is that the worst teams get rewarded with the youngest talent because that's the only way that you're going to rebuild. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of teams that are bad are typically small market teams, and it's hard to lure a free agent there when you don't already have established talent there. So right. how do you get the talent? You have to draft them, and how do you draft good talent? You have to be bad. So it, it's it's not tanking; it's just facing reality. And like I told Ken at the at the beginning of the everybody I talked basketball with, I said during the draft. I love what Philly did. Why? Because look at how they set themselves up. They didn't tank. They knew that they were going to be bad. And being bad in the NBA typically means that we're young as hell. We don't have experience. But they went and got them a 6'6 point guard and Michael Carter-Williams that's probably going to be the rookie of the year. They went and got them a defensive big man. And now in this draft, they went and got them. They have two first-round picks that are both going to be in the lottery. So they, they could potentially draft uh, uh, Andrew Wiggins this year and somebody else. So now you have four guys, four guys that, you can, that, that, that will set you up for the rest of your future. 
that's how you turn a franchise around. No doubt. That's true. No that, doubt. That's, that, that's, 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 a, that's a very good point. What, what about you, yeah, uh, B? Yeah, I was about to say, and that's true, people. I mean, that that's a great point. But I think the only issue with that, I think it's like to, in today's sports, People are so into the now, 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 and not, not, not like building around, for, and not, you know, building around for the next decade or, or so. It's like, okay, you get these young guys, you, you draft Andrew Wiggins and you know somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you can probably agree with me. It's like sometimes some of these franchises they don't let these young guys, you know, kind of stick together and, and get some type of, you know, core together. You know what I'm saying? And like, exactly. you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, leave, as soon as they see the first sign of, 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 of or something bad, oh, we're going to make a trade. We're going oh, we to fire the coach. Or we're going to do this. It's like, mm-hmm. let, these, let these guys build and, and, and get a type of core and get a type of uh, uh, chemistry amongst each other so they can be dominant for, for the next decade. You know, uh, just like the Spurs. You know, they, they got dumb. And OKC. You know, yeah, and OKC. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got Westbrook and Kevin Durant, young guys, and they built around that. You know, got to, you know, make the draft, some other little free agent pickups, and they just let those guys build. It's like teams are not doing that. It's like they rather they want to go for that, oh, I want to win a championship this year, but then I want to mm-hmm. be sorry for the next eight years. It's like they don't want to be consistent. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, people. It, 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 you know what's interesting, B, um, to, to even piggyback on your point, you know, I, I uh-huh. think the two franchises to, to really point out is OKC and Cleveland. Right? Why? Because they've all had, they both had high draft picks. They both got good talent. But mm-hmm. sometimes you have to tweak it because you may have drafted all of this talent, but it just may not be right. And if you look at OKC, I think that they've made a lot of good trades. Now the Harden trade, I don't know about that one. You know, yeah. I like Harden. I might have yeah, me them, too. You know, me and too. traded Perkins, but you know, it, it, neither here nor there because they're number one in the West, right? So we mm-hmm. really can't argue that decision. But they traded Jeff Green, even though they drafted them you know they got Perkins but when you look at Cleveland like I just I don't understand how you have two number one picks in three years and you're not even going to make the playoffs and you have arguably a top five point guard in the NBA right now like I I, I, sometimes you can overthink you can overdo and, and, it, and it really comes down to, as an owner, I feel like you have to get the best GM that has the same vision as you, but at the mm-hmm. same time, you have to let them do their job. And I think that in Cleveland, the owner is too involved. Dan Gilbert is way too involved, man. Um, I understand you're paying these players. I understand you should have some say. But at the same time, let the basketball people do what basketball people do. And the other thing, too, I don't like this trend, is all of these stats, these stat guys. Basketball is not measured on paper. Basketball right. is, exactly. is feel as well exactly. as chemistry. The numbers can yeah, support that or can help you make a decision. But, man, all of the like, – I, some of these teams I don't like where they're going. But some of these teams like, – like I said, I like what Philly did. I, I like what OKC's been doing, you know. But I'm sorry, B, to take away from your shine. No, 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 you good. No, 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 you good. You good. You good. Well, what's your take on it, Kim? Should these teams uh, tank, man? I think FIFO, FIFO said it best, man. I, I think tanking is really just a narrative that that the NBA, well, the media has, has created to uh, give them something to talk about. And... And if you look at it this way, you have all of this elite talent that's in college, and and 
it cre- it gives them a reason to kind of talk about that, and it's going it's really going to lead them into that discussion, you know, somewhere down the line. But look, the 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 reality, the the fact is, if if you're bad, you're just bad. And, and, and <laughs> right, I, right. You know, you can look at your team and be like, yeah, I like you know, you can look at Philly and be like, yeah, they're not, they're, we're not going to win a lot of games. That's not tanking. They're just mm-hmm. too young. Like people said, they're just too young. They don't know how to win together. They don't have a chemistry together. Like B said, they haven't played together long enough to really get a chance to know each other. And they don't have a transcendent player like a LeBron or like a KD that could carry a team on his back. Or right. they don't have a Westbrook or somebody else. So they're just not good. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's not necessarily tanking, if you ask me. They just don't have the roster built for it. Did they kind of – So some people would say, hey, they just moved some pieces out so they wouldn't be able to compete. And I can kind of see that, but I also, like what people said, it's like we're planning for the future and we're building for the future. If I got some pieces today that's not going to win games for me, why should I keep these pieces in place when they're not going to serve any value to me at the present moment? Let me go right. ahead and try to, 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 to mold and, and create – a unit and create something like it's almost like stock they're investing in in the future mm-hmm. now by mm-hmm. putting mm-hmm. in you know small Great amount point. of dollars and, and looking for that to grow into something of, of more value down the line and that's kind of what i see it is now you know is is there obvious evidence of people tanking yeah there probably is but nah man i, I for the most part i just think the teams are just not good you know I, I think every man you got. I don't, I don't have much that much else to add other than the fact that I think I think like you said it's, it's kind of semantics. I don't know outside of you just saying okay, like let's say Philly was playing tonight and uh, Carter Williams and you know whoever their starting center is, they just say okay, well let's just sit these guys. I think it's Spencer Hawes. Let's just sit these guys just on GP. You know what I'm saying? Not not because somebody's hurt, but let's just sit them because you know if you sit your starting point guard and your starting center. You're probably not going to win. You know what I'm saying? It's not like where, you know, these guys are hurt or something like that. Um, I think uh, the NBA does a pretty good job of balancing balancing it out um, because even with the, the ping pong, which I'm not not a fan of, the ping pong is how they select the uh, the players and the dra- how they select the, who drafts where. I mean, you could, and there's been teams in the past that have, you know, quote-unquote purposely tanked and still not gotten the ping-pongs to fall their way. Mm-hmm. Subsequently, they still didn't get the player that they were trying to tank for anyway. So, you know, you have to be a little leery about that because it doesn't necessarily mean because you have the worst record. Unlike the NFL or Major League Baseball, because you have the worst record, that doesn't mean that you're going to get the, the number one pick. You know, it doesn't work like that. You're, you're in the lottery and, and ping-pongs, and we'll see what happens after that. You know, you'll get the most balls available to, to – to select, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they pick, you know, your particular set. So, uh, time will tell. I, I don't, I'm like I said, I'm not a fan of it. I don't think that, as long as teams don't purposely just say, okay, well, hey, we're not playing these guys just because. You know, now, if you've got to sit guys down and you want to, you know, because for teams like Philly and Cleveland, the season's already over. Sometimes you want to put guys out there just to see what a different lineup might look like. And then also, you know, you may have one or two guys that are uh, that you may or may not be thinking about bringing back, and maybe that guy didn't get a lot of whole lot of playing time this year. So you want to get him get him out in the game and get him in game life situations, so you can kind of evaluate him even more. So 
now knowing whether or not you're going to bring him back, bring him back for the for the next season or not. So there's a lot of intangibles there. Uh, the phone number to call in area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You're listening live to Dead End Sports. I'm your host Twelve Kyle, joined by my partners in crime, B Ken FIFO. Hit us up six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Um, next question I have for you. Uh, the term GOAT. Uh, it's an acronym, greatest of all time, G-O-A-T. A lot of people um, in different genres, uh, you know, we all, all of us are big into hip-hop, and that's, you know, a term that gets thrown, <laughs> that's a term that gets thrown out way too much in hip-hop uh, as far as somebody being the GOAT. Uh, in fact, the MC who once titled his album The Goat, I think, is probably about seven MCs behind other MCs who are, who are better MCs than he is. But that's another story for another day. Um, shout out to Uncle L. Uh, that being said, what athlete from any sport do you consider to be the GOAT and why? And I'm going to answer this question first. For me... When I look at basketball, look at baseball, football, hockey, um, those are all great sports. And I think you have to be a phenomenal athlete. Some people right now are even calling LeBron the GOAT, and he's not even finished yet. Uh, obviously, some people will say Jordan. I don't want to steal anybody's thunder. For me, the GOAT will always be Muhammad Ali. Not just because of what he did in the boxing ring, but also outside of the ring with his uh, social yep. and political stance and, and what yep. he did at the time was yep. very, very unpopular. Um, and not only that, but, you know, everything that he did, he backed it up. When he said he was going to come out and whoop Frazier, he came out and whoop Frazier. When he said he was going to knock out Liston, he was going And he was just so charismatic. And I got a chance to see Ali yep. toward the, the middle, toward the prime, the, the middle of the prime, toward the end of his career. Um, I'll be the first to admit it hurts me as a fan to look at him now because I know of how he used to be. Um, but to me, Ali will always be the GOAT. Um, you know, one of my favorite, uh, I don't really have sports heroes, if you will, uh, but if I had a sports hero, Ali would be, you know, like probably second on that sports hero list. Um, he's the GOAT to me, just like I said, because of what he did in, in the boxing ring, um, his record speaks for itself. I think his impact outside of the ring, not just in this country, especially for people of color, uh, people all around the world at the time, and, and the stance that he took, I thought was phenomenal and uh, long-ranging as well. So for me, Ali's the GOAT. So I'll, kick it, I'll throw it to you guys. Ken, I'll start with you. Who's the GOAT in your eyes? Oh man, I, I I don't like this question because you can only <laughs> give a, a, a cliche answer, and and it's uh and, and you it's hard to argue it, man. Like, um, there's no wrong but, answer, uh, really. Huh? I said there's no no no, wrong no, no it isn't. I mean, you know, I I, I like the Ellie answer. I, I think that that was uh well said and and, and right on time and um. <sighs> I, 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 man, <laughs> greatest of all time of any sport. Mm-hmm. 
I'm gonna pass the mic, man. I'm, I'm gonna pass. The mic. <laughs> you know, it's not often that we shut Ken up on this show, but I think we stumped him today. Uh, what about you, people? Go, go, people. Ah, man. You know, um, I, 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 I've been thinking about this question, and I definitely have to feel like Ken. You know, this is definitely one of the hardest questions that that, that I've had on uh, that in sports. But unlike Ken, you know, I, you can't shut me up. I'm, I always got to <laughs> And um, I, I think for me, mainly because I witnessed it, I lived in the city, it was nothing, you know, I, I, I lived and breathed this man. For me, it's MJ. But but I have to put a butt there. I have to put mm, a okay. butt because I think that the person that is going to surpass him is LeBron, and I'm witnessing him now. So, so for me, it's real interesting to for me to have Jordan there. And the reason why I put Jordan there is because he transcended basketball. He he was bigger than basketball. His, I don't think that no athlete ever will be as iconic. As nope. MJ, like like ever, like, the, like that that Jumpman yeah. logo. Like, come on, nobody's no. ever going to surpass that. The fact that he went 6-0 and <laughs> in championship series. You know, like all of those little caveats that he has, he's he's almost unblemished. You know what I'm saying? Almost. A lot of people don't throw shade for all of the times he lost to the Pistons and, and for all of the heartache and struggle that he had to endure. But, again, I think that that's what makes a champion, especially in the NBA. It's not just going to be easy peasy. Uh, you know, so you're just not going to come into the league and just dominate and, and win championships right off the bat. That, that typically doesn't happen. But I think for me it's MJ, and I think that LeBron will surpass him. And, and, and I'm going to tell you why I think LeBron will surpass him. Mainly because I don't think that there's ever been an athlete in any any sport like LeBron James. The size, the, the sheer dominance, and then on top of that, the skillfulness, right? Where when you look at his other contemporaries, uh, KD, you look at MJ, you look at all of the greats that played the game, mm-hmm. is, he a, is he the best shooter to ever play? No. Is he the best uh, passer to ever play? Maybe at his position, but not the best ever. He's not technically the he's not the best ball handler. He's you know arguably not the best defender. But the fact that he can do so much and he's so athletically superior, and he's just now really digging into his farm and he's self aware. Like see, like I think that was the difference. Like MJ was always self aware. MJ mm-hmm. knew I'm the best. And there's nothing you could tell me. And I think that LeBron, because of the culture that we grew up in, and if you watch, um, you know, his movie and, and, and you watch that interview we had with Steve Smith, you know, during the All-Star break and all of that, he's always been team first. He's always wanted to defer. But I think that you can see in spurts when he gets greedy and he's like, well, you can't right. stop me, and I know I'm the best now. And there's nothing that you can do about it. And I think that – Certain games like that game six in Boston, you know, the year previous, you know, like mm-hmm. that's that's one of those games, like the game against OKC this year. That's one of those games that when you watch this guy, look, I'm one of the biggest MJ. There's nothing MJ can do with that man. There is physically, there is nothing he can do. There is nothing he can do, and that's why I think eventually LeBron will surpass him. But for right now, it's it's MJ, man, hands down, because just that jump, man. Like, who has a better logo than the Jumpman logo? 
There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what about you, B? Uh, the GOAT, man. And we ain't talking LL. The GOAT, man. Who who do you think, who is the GOAT for BZ right now? Ah, man. I mean, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you kind of like just because of what Ali, you know, not only he changed the way he didn't change the way people look at heavyweight box heavyweight boxers in general, you know, during that time. You know, this is mm. based on conversations and talk with my dad and my grandpa. Like, like you know, back then heavyweights was just a certain type of way they move a certain type of way in, in, in the boxing ring. And the, the way Ali just like changed the whole game back then, and you know, in the heavyweight. And then, like you said, the stuff he was going with, you know, outside of the ring, what, what he stood up for, and. What he was, you know, what he wasn't backing down from. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how many athletes would have probably did that? You know, would have went, you know, stopped boxing in the middle of his prime. You know, middle of yeah, prime, right? Yeah, for for three for three or four years just to fight the Supreme Court. You know, for something that he believes. So, I mean, you know, I think that alone is is crazy. You know, another person I think people kind of forget too, or I mean, well, not really forget, but just is Jim Brown. I think. Oh, no question. Yeah, for what Jim Brown did in the NFL for a short amount of time and for him to be as as dominant and as freak of nature as he was, you know, back then playing football, I mean, that that in itself is crazy. Yeah, I'm kind of like Ken, man. It's like, you know, Ali, you know, I agree with FIFO. You got Jordan. It's like, how can you – I mean, Jordan should have been an NBA logo years ago, years ago. He should have been an NBA silhouette. Years ago, like once he went to the Hall of Fame, they should have changed mm-hmm. his. They should have changed the NBA logo from Jerry West to Michael Jordan because it's kind of like mm-hmm. like n- nobody will ever be as iconic as Michael Jordan ever. Right. I don't care. Nope. LeBron James nope. can score 100 points tomorrow, and he nope. still won't be as iconic as Michael Jordan in the NBA. So, I mean, God, I mean, and then you can also go even way more old school. I mean, Babe Ruth. I mean, look how right. Look how look how big he was in just you know in just America in general. You know what I'm saying? I mean, of course, this is way before our time, but like right. you know, he was huge. You know, but it's it's hard, man. It's, it's really hard. I mean, I can toss up between Ali and Jordan. I, 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 I'll say that toss up between Ali and Jordan and Jim Brown. Can, can you want another swing at it, or, or are you just gonna take your bat and go home, man? Nah, <laughs> man. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna back down from the house, but I, I'd rather swing and miss. You know, but I'm not gonna walk <laughs> right. walk off the court. Um, there you go. I'm gonna, I'll bring a little balance balance to this a little bit. Um, uh, Akeem Olajuwon is, is is probably my my favorite player in the NBA uh, of all time, man. Just because of of what he was able to do. He got to he played in the national championship. Not only did he get a, a second one, but he got his own boy one. He got Clyde Tressler uh, a, a ring, and. Um, but not only that, look at the caliber of – this was in a center league, and look at the guys he played against, and look at the and guys dominated. he dominated. Mm-hmm. David mm-hmm. Robinson, Shaquille O'Neal. I don't care he was young. He dominated him. Shaquille dominated. O'Neal, David Robinson, Patrick Ewan, uh, Rick Smith, if you want to throw him in there. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. a center league, man, and he just torched these guys. We all know what he did to David Robinson. You know right. what I'm saying, oh and and I think Akeem because he put yeah, yeah. Shoes on. huh? Yeah, I mean it was he crazy, put his man. Shoes on. Yeah, and and you know, yeah, he didn't have the the size of of, of Wilt Chamberlain. You know, he didn't have that that skyhook that that Kareem had. But 
I I can probably guarantee you that he can go toe-to-toe with them, you know what I'm saying, because he can take you outside, he can take you inside. Not only that, he can steal, he can rebound, he can block shots, he can pass the ball. The man was a 5-2 player in the NBA at a time that Jordan dominated the league. And I don't care what anybody say. You can say that if Jordan would have would have been, you know, still played, he would have never won the championships. I disagree with that un- until I'm dead. You know what I'm saying? Because four or five straight, you got to be kidding me. But anyway, when it's your time, it's your time. So just for a little bit of balance, I, I think Akeem Olajuwon is, is the best center to ever play the game, you know, because of everything he was able to do on the court, and he has numbers to back it up. Lawrence Taylor is probably one of the most dominant <laughs> NFL players of all time. Like, if you think Ray Lewis was bad, yeah, Lawrence yeah, Taylor – just, he the just, reason why they got nickel defense. He the, he the yeah. reason why they got nickel defense. Yeah, he, he created the nickel defense. Man, that that guy that guy was was a, a beast, man, and and so so I want to I want to throw him in there. I, I think he deserves to be mentioned. And um, yeah, I, and, you know, of course, of course, Jordan. I mean, we, you know, that's a given. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think just you know we need to pay homage to to other guys that. That deserves some shine as well, man. And I think that those two, you know, don't don't they're not mentioned enough for for the accomplishments that they've done and for some of the against other players that's equal to them. And you know, just just in, like you said, be just in changing the game. Period. You know, and that's what Lawrence Taylor w- was able to do. So, um, shit. And what, what you know, his career is in a, in a decline right now, all because of. of, of you know what happened with that woman, but mm-hmm. but Tiger Woods, man, when Tiger Woods oh. before before all of that mess went down, he was gonna oh. yeah easily he was, he was, easily he, shatter. He easily passed man. Jack Nich- Jack Nichols. Yeah. yeah, Jack Nichols um, a major, and I don't think he's gonna get it now. I don't even think Tiger Woods gonna get it. Hey, uh, I'm, 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 I'm reserving hope, that. man, because you can play that game for uh, yeah, a you long can. Time. You're right. But uh, he just uh, my, my closing statement tonight is gonna be on Tiger Woods, man. Before we get off okay, the air. Okay. Uh, <laughs> another, another person before before you before you go, Kyle. Another person. Go ahead, go ahead. I just want to throw a dark horse in there. We just talking about just pure athletics and just freak of nature. Um, guy, he was a cornerback for the Redskins. Fast as shit. Oh, uh, Darryl Darryl Green. Um, yes, yes. Uh, he, yeah. That's another one that I remember watching. I'm like, dude, he was literally like one of the fastest NFL players. That I've ever mm-hmm. seen. Like, just as, as far as just when it comes to just sprinting and just running the field, I have never seen uh, NFL. I mean, NFL player as fast as he and had the speed that he had. I mean, no disrespect to Deion Sanders. Yeah, you know he still ran like a four four forty at forty. Yeah, forty <laughs> years old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. unreal. I think I want to say last year he said if he was to like train for it, he said he could think he think he could beat today's NFL players in the forty in the forty run. He said he have a, a faster forty run than than these young guys. I'm like that's insane, dude. You know There's another. There's another. Uh, and I can't think of his name. He put. He was the running back for uh, UGA. And he has Herschel um, Walker. Herschel Walker. Yes. Herschel Walker. Him yeah, too. Herschel Walker. Him too. Boy, that man. Phenomenal, phenomenal athletes right there. You, hey, you, you hey, can't hey, get hey, any you better know what than he that. Did? All he did was push up and sit up. He never lifted no weights. Never lift weights. Nope. All he, he did was never lift weights. And you know, I got all he ate was soup. He 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 didn't eat all the. So you got another one again? Protein. You said, yeah, no, I let fifty people finish. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, oh, 
all I was saying about Herschel Walker was like he didn't eat protein and all of this other stuff. All he all he ate was soup. He said all I do is sit ups, push ups, eat soup. That's it. And he raced the train. He raced the train. That's why he was able to run faster. That's, that's what you call country strong, man. That's what you call country strong. We got a call. We got a call on the line. Let's jump to the line. Area code eight zero four. Eight zero four. You're on the air with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? Bro, it's Q for VA, man. You already know, man. Q, what's going on, brother? <laughs> Yo, I, I got two things. One, I got a comment, and uh, two, I got a question. So, number one, comment. Um, I like that last question y'all had about the who's the goat. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, as cliche as it sounds, man, it's Jordan. Now, a lot of people say that without actually putting it into context of like why Jordan's the goat, but. Mm-hmm. I, I can give you four reasons right now. Go ahead. One, it's the it's the shoes. It's the shoes, man. Like the <laughs> shoes change. The shoes change culture. You realize that hip hop, even hip hop itself, wouldn't be the same without Michael Jordan. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. People. That, that, that. People don't even realize that Jordan is such an influential person in almost every line of fashion, sports, music. So it's like you so so you look at the jump man and you like man that's, that's that's a cool symbol but when Jordan got those six rings it validated everything like man this dude really lived up to what he was supposed to be so you got the shoes two it's the fact that you somebody can retire and give off three straight yeah that that's absolutely ridiculous if Kobe retired at twenty five. And came back and dropped three. Everyone would call him the goat because that's something that really people don't do. People just don't retire and come back. The third thing, the fans, the fans of Michael Jordan and the the league that he played in at the time is something that we will never ever get back. The mm-hmm. league that he played in is something that LeBron and all them and no disrespect to LeBron, I'm a huge LeBron fan, but on every team there was a superstar who could fit in and almost dominate almost all these teams today. You go to New York, you have Patrick Ewing. You go to uh, Penny Hardaway in Orlando. You go to a lot of different teams, almost every different team. You don't even go to Atlanta. Atlanta had Dominique, Moses Malone, all those great people. So you see the league that he played in, the fact that he got six in that league, that's absolutely ridiculous. And the last thing, man, Space Jam. Like, what you going to no other, athlete, <laughs> no other athlete got Space Jam, man. Like, that's a great one. But, um, yeah, my, my question I have for, for y'all is I saw this on a Bleacher Report. Do you think the NFL should issue a mandatory new uniforms? Mandatory oh, for, new uniforms for what? For the whole Just league? Just regular or? uniforms? Yeah, yeah, for, like, the entire team. Like, you know, kind of like how Seahawks got new uniforms. I don't know, man, and, and the reason why I say that, Q, is because I, I saw, and, and if you haven't had a chance to see it, uh, check out uh Facebook page Tampa Bay. or uh, Dead End Sports, uh, Tampa Bay's uh, new uniforms, man, them things is awful, man. They're terrible. Yeah, they are. <laughs> so it's terrible. I think, terrible. you know, it, it, you got you to gotta be, I mean, like the Tampa Bay new uniforms, man, they look like, I don't know if you guys remember the World League football that's what they look like, world <laughs> uniforms. You know, the only thing's missing is he hate me on the back of the uniform, man. That's all that's missing. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm all about innovation and, and, and changing the game and all of that stuff, man. But, 
you know, sometimes you just got to keep stuff. So sometimes you can overdo things. And I know Tampa's got a new movement. Lovey Smith is back on the sidelines. You know, they, they're feeling good about themselves. And, and they had a you know a fairly decent season compared to, you know, way the season started. Um, but, you know, sometimes, you know, you got to kind of put – you know, hit the pause button on some of the changes. Not every team. Now, if you want to have one or two teams change uniforms, that's fine. But um, no, nah, I'm, I'm not. In, I'm not in favor of that at all. Well, you know, uh, I saw this uh, new uniform that this guy made up. Um, I forget his name, but he did. Um, he like redesigned some. You know, because he's like a he's like an artist or something. So uh, he did the uh, the things for him. And he kind of gave everyone a new uniform, kind of like how the Eagles got, like, the Oregon-type stuff. And then he gave mm. them different color palettes. And he, re- he redid the Tampa ones. And I think mm. that the fact that the NFL wants – NFL obviously wants to get younger. They want to attract that younger course, audience. And they already have. And they want to stay young so they don't look like a bunch of old geezers running out there, a bunch of Ray, Ray Lewis's running around keeping it like baseball. The same. Yeah. So they want to keep it fresh and young, and I think it will be interesting to see, you know, people bring back, mixing some of the old with the new. Like, give me some Kelly Green with, like, some Oregon-type stuff. Or give me some old, like, L.A. Rams stuff mixed in with new, like, chrome helmets. I think that's more exciting. And as a fan, you'll want to buy merchandise because you're like, oh, man, that freaking helmet is looks crazy, man. I got to have this on my wall. Or, you know, the jersey has the wings on the side. I have to get that. Rather than, mm-hmm. oh, we have these same NFL jerseys from 50 years ago. That dude, what's the difference from buying one of the old, um, old Reebok jerseys from Ryan, buying one of the new ones? It really isn't mm-hmm. anything different than the Nike check, you know. So I, I don't know. I think it would be a good idea for most teams to try and do it because I'm looking at these Redskins ones right now, man. They got tomahawks on the side and whatnot. Mm-hmm. These things are absolutely crazy. And and that's something that they may look at. I just I just don't know if the NFL because they're so brand conscious and very uh, image aware. And, and you got to remember too, a lot of a lot of a, the NFL is constantly and will always make a push for uh, you know women as well. So you know the guys where we may be a little bit more resistant to ch- women will be cool with that as long as the colors are right. Well, I, and I shouldn't say all women. Most women will be. You know, but you have the guys who have the tr- traditional thoughts of, you know, the Cleveland. I mean, like, you know, like you could take a uniform like the Cleveland Browns who have the same freaking uniforms in their 60-year existence. They, they, yeah, they could use a makeover. Um, but, you know, I don't know if you necessarily need to tinker with what the Jets have. You know, that that Jets and that, that logo and everything like that, they, their fan base may not be as – receptive to something like that even and there may be some browns fans that may not be receptive to it as well but i i definitely feel where you're coming from um you got anything else for us tonight q um oh quick question this is my last one i promise y'all I'm go ahead take a little bit of time no, is it. um is there a hip-hop act or you could put any ticket on the bill basically is there a hip-hop act out there that is presentable enough and would bring in enough views to do the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> Tifo, you want to answer that? Oh man, um, I'm I'm thinking. Um, oh man, I, I I don't. 
You know, I, I think because hip-hop is so controversial, the bigger you get as a hip-hop artist, the more controversial you are. So I don't think that nobody's clean enough for the NFL. I think the biggest, cleanest person right now is Kendrick, but I don't I don't think that, you know, he he's that big. You know, um, I think he's on his way, but I, I don't know, man. Um, I, I can't think of anybody off the top. Ke- Kendrick's my best vote. Positivity enough to be put on the platform to be seen by the entire world. 
So it's like, I mean, if you put Jay on there, Jay's still talking about, you know, selling dope when he was 21 years old. Or you still got Kanye, and he's talking about just look at the drunken love verse. You know, you're still seeing this vulgarity in there. Now, that's, and, that's, yeah, that's the name that you threw out just now. That I, I forgot all about just that fast. Kanye. Kanye could do it. He has a discography. Uh, people like him. Now, they would probably be scared that Kanye might do some shit that he ain't got no business doing. You know, like Kanye might just pull his pants down or something on stage. But, um, but yeah, Kanye definitely could do it. Kanye, right now I think Kanye, Eminem, and Jay, those are probably, as far as hip-hop acts, off the top of my head, those are probably three that could definitely pull it off. Um, you know, if you don't bring them through those three out, man, just just, just invite Prince, man. Let, let Prince do it every year. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else for us tonight, Q? Nah, man, I'm all good, man. Hey, Keep man, thanks for calling in. That's a great question, man. We'll holler at you next week, man. All right, bro. Peace. Phone number Q called. Area code 646-478-0356. That's a good question, man. That's a damn good question. Um, Yeah, that, that I, I would love to see more hip-hop at the... And, and, and I'm going to be honest, I wasn't really a fan of... And I'm not a fan of Bruno Mars. I wasn't a fan of the selection of Bruno Mars, but I actually enjoyed the halftime show, even though I didn't know half the songs he was singing. I thought it was pretty good. I thought, you know, when he brought the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I thought it was pretty cool. But um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm all for uh, I'm all for Prince, man. Prince and Michael Jackson. Well, Michael Jackson can't bring him back out, but yeah, let Prince and Michael Jackson do the halftime show. Let them just alternate years and stuff. And I'm, I'm or you two, you two, bring out you two as well. I have the phone number to call in six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Um we got about man, we don't I don't even know if we got enough time for another question. Uh let's go ahead and break into our closing statements, man. We're gonna hit off our closing statements. Uh everybody has uh two minutes to sound off on whatever they want to sound off on. Um and I'll start with you first, B. What's your uh closing statements? Oh man, as much as I as much as I love this guy as a player, you know he's he's this guy just like you know Ken. How Ken was his favorite basketball player. Isaiah Thomas is my favorite basketball player. But please, Pistons, do not hire him as your team <laughs> to replace Joe Dumar. Please do not hire him. This man has he has his post NBA career has not been too too great at all. I mean, coaching wise, GM wise, he coached a couple of college basketball teams not well. Then I think he, he had like a CBA team that went bankruptcy under Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, he did. You know, and look at what he did with you know with New York Knicks when he was under that organization. Um, we'd be better off staying with Joe Dumars. Please, Pistons, do not. And I love Isaiah Thomas. Don't get me wrong, I love him as a as a b ball player, man. But he was my idol growing up basketball wise. But please, Pistons, do not hire him as your owner. I, I think I'm starting to see some reports saying that he's not going to consideration. So I hope that's true. But please, Detroit Pistons, do not, do not hire Isaiah Thomas <laughs> to take place of Joe Dumars. We'd be better off. We'd be better off keeping Joe Dumars, man. Like for real. So do not do that, Detroit. Please. Hey, you know I saw that article, man, and I meant to tweet it to you. I, I thought about you as soon as I read it. I was like, B can't be happy about this. Oh no, I tweeted it. When I saw it, I'm like, oh hell no. I said, Isaiah, I was like Detroit. They not hire Isaiah. <laughs> Hell no. Oh, man, that is so funny. Uh, next up, we're going to close the statement. Let's talk to my man FIFO. What, what you got, FIFO? Oh, uh, man, all right. So, um, 
yo, NBA, NCAA, get together. Let's fix this college. Uh, uh, let's fix this college problem. Let's fix this, you know, one and done. You know, either, you know, let 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 let, let let's keep these kids in school two three years, or let's really look into the NBA D League and make it a viable okay. option for people to come out. You know, okay. let, let let's give kids options. You know, and um, you know that that that's my thing. That's my thing. I'm gonna keep it short, sweet, simple. You know, let 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 let's fix the problem in college basketball, and let's really make a NBA developmental league. I feel like this is kind of like the minor leagues, and it's not really developing. You know, too much talent. We don't see a lot of players come. You know, out of the D league, and we don't see a lot of young kids use the D league mm-hmm. um, in a way to become professionals. You know, college is for student athletes and these kids are not student athletes. So, you know, let, 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 let's do something about that. No doubt. Uh, uh, my man, um, Mark Cuban just sound, sounded off on that the other day. He said the same thing. He said he thinks that it should be used as a developmental league and, and, and the NBA has to really develop it. I, I, I don't disagree with you at all, man. Don't disagree with hey, you, you at all. You know what? He took that from me. Because I said, that on I said that on Dead End Sports months ago. I don't even remember when. Go back in the archives, y'all. Listen to it. Because your boy FIFA will be on the shit, man. Hey, he, uh, Cuban out here biting, man. Stop biting. <laughs> Last but hey. not least, let me talk to my man Ken. What you got? Closing statement. Yeah, I would support a, a minor league NBA. I think that would be dope. It works in the in, in the major league baseball. So, so, uh, so yeah. Another guy I want to shout out that I, I and then a lot of people would hate it, but I think Barry Bonds would be, deserve some consideration for for greatest of all time. He he uh, has some impact with with his play and the things that he did. Um, but I'm not going to get into all that because we don't have much time. Uh, uh, third, uh, salute to Allen Iverson, man. Um, watch yeah. the highlights of him, man, and and I just I just remember watching him play, and it was it was such a treat to watch him play, man. And uh, and salute to Tyrone Lou for the step over, one of the greatest <laughs> basketball moments of all time, man. You had a shot him, you just step on, you just look at him like get your ass up. Oh man, that was, um, that was classic. Man, classic, man. Major, major, major. Um, Shout out to to Greg Popovich, man. This, this guy is 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 top five coach. I, I think uh, I really have to really think about that. But this guy lost his whole starting lineup to Step Tim Duncan, and and he he just kept winning. He, he mm-hmm. brought in Patty Mills, and Patty Mills was lighting up people and beating quality teams. Man, Greg Popovich does not get enough respect. I nope, think sure as don't. one of the sure greatest don't. coaches of our modern day era of NBA basketball. How do you lose your whole freaking team and still win games and still got a shot at the West? So, man, I, I just wanted to say that, man. I think he deserves some recognition for that because now they're all back. So watch out. Watch out, OKC. That's <laughs> right. right. Oh, <laughs> man. It's your boy. Love, love Kyle. Closing statements, man. I'm going to keep it short and simple because we got about 90 seconds left. Tiger, Tiger Woods, Eldrick Woods, hey, man, as a fan, as someone who plays golf, I try to get out of there, man, as, as much as I can. Spring is right around the corner, so I'm definitely going to be hitting. Um, anybody out there that want to play, want to see me on the golf course, come see me. 
inspired by Tiger all these years, man. But as a, as a man, I got to tell Tiger, man, you got to do something that you haven't done in a, in a long time, man. Get back on them chicks, man. Get back on them chicks. Because when you was on those chicks, you was out in the streets. Your game was impeccable. You know, you're not you down to one chick, and it just it ain't a good look for you, man. Let her. I know Lindsey Vaughn is cute, man. Let that broad go. Man, get back on them women, man. Get in the streets and get. And, and I'm speaking as a man, not as a married man, father, whole not. I'm speaking as a man. I'm speaking as man to man, Tiger. Get back on them chicks. That's what's gonna get your game back to where it needs to be. I don't care about practice. I don't care about your back. I don't care about the masters. Get back on them chicks, man. He'll start swinging his clubs again, huh, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> going to it for the night, man, for my co-host, uh, Ken B and C4. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. We're going to holler at you guys next week. Peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>